What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the Fresh Out the Box podcast. 32 if uh, you're dyslexic and you're looking at the back of Michael Jordan's uniform. Can I say that? I just did. I'm sorry. Carl That's Malone it. episode. Oh, oh, oh the uh, mailman. Well, that. it's Sunday. The mail uh, don't deliver on Sunday. Let's we'll say Edgar and James. Uh, who else is 32? Oh, yeah, Edgar and James. Magic. Oh, oh, magic. That's that 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 trumps all those. That's the that's the thirty-two. Well, man, what's up, Junior? Not much. What's up with you? Uh, it, it is I, uh, your fearless leader, um, Colin Teagle, at Al underscore Bundy seven one three, aka uh, Kylo, aka CJ on all Chick Fil A orders, aka the Superior Sensei. <laughs> We're here uh, back again. Uh, with, with my main man uh, Daniel Montoya Jr. Oh, thank you. AKA uh, uh, Junior, AKA uh, Dan, the man, the Mexican. That's right. And we got a special guest today. My man just came from a hit, knocking off a a weekend entrepreneurs corner. My good brother uh, Tomonique. What's up, brother? What's good? What's good? Appreciate y'all having me, fellas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Uh, Are you gonna be there tomorrow too? Is it a three day? <laughs> no, no, no. It's Dang, not a three day. Say, Jeez, got to get back to the Ponderosa. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh well, season opener is in the books. That's right. Me and you both attended. That's um, right, but you but you were at the store. Yeah, right? he was at the shop. No, yeah, still, I was at the stop shop. You know what I mean? But uh, you watching know, I was supporting, watching. Yeah, yeah you, you know, were sure. you were definitely in better weather than we were. Yeah. Hey, if, if you ever, if you ever were curious, <laughs> how that chicken felt on that rotisserie line? Oh, that was oh, us yesterday, bro. Oh man, yeah, man, I just felt like drips of sweat. Yep. What are we going on? Like three months of this? Jeez. Yep. It's been nonstop. Just brutal. And the crazy part is, it's been a, it's the last two weeks have been a notch down from yep. 111 degree weather. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. But it's still hot as hell, man. It's still like 99. You know it's what I'm saying? It's hot. It's hot. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd appreciate 99 so much. But <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it's been crazy, dude. Uh, what do you think about the game? Um, I'm whelmed. I don't want to say <laughs> underwhelmed because um, I know they're trying to save some stuff for Alabama. You don't want to give away your tricks. I Now, would I have liked to beat Rice by like 60 points? Yeah, that would have been great. But, you know, I didn't stay the whole game anyway because it was, it was too damn hot. Yeah. I was going to leave early regardless. It should have been a beat down. But. I, I've never drank water that fast in my Ugh. life, bro. Dude, the water got hot real. You bet in the yeah. bottle. You know, after a while, it becomes the, hot water. It's just sitting in the, sitting in the sun. I bought a round of... Uh, Waters for the for the fellas and Ray Ray and dude, I was like, I gotta get another one, man. Yeah, like, it's, can't drink it fast enough. It's uh, man, I uh, pretty I, much got to buy them in twos, huh? <laughs> pretty yeah. much, I mean, just yeah, two at a time. Gotta buy backup for the backup. Mm -hmm. But um, man, like looking at the game, um, Quinn doesn't look like a, a first round draft pick. I'll tell you not, that. Not based on that game. I, I like I look at him like when he throws deep balls and I'm just like, bro, is your depth of perception off or like, yep. are receivers running wrong routes? Like, I don't. I mean, for us to be successful, you're gonna have to start landing those. Correct. Man. Correct. And he, I was actually impressed by the running backs. I know it's hard to replace a yeah. generational player like Bijan, but shout out Chaos Sports uh, athlete Jonathan Brooks. Brooks. 
good game. He broke for a touchdown. He did drop one too. Yeah, Blue did all right. Uh, man, I'm not mad at Blue. Yep. Do we had four running backs play because Keelan Robinson was the other yeah. one, and then Baxter who got injured. He, Baxter started. He, he won the starting job, but man, but you know what? Uh, you know, this I know I'm getting old. Um, hanging around old coaches, he a little light in the ass. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, like, like he just like. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's a uh, he, he's light. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Like he, like like Deuce Vaughn. His journey is just began to become a college running back. But yeah, like yeah, you know, high school like you're bigger than everybody else, and you, you right. Know, but then you get up here with like borderline grown men, dude. And uh, you see the difference. You see the difference of him and Jonathan Brooks, right. somebody who's been in the program three years, mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody who just got here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And as far as JB, man, he's just old faithful, man. You you. Like I said, outside of the drop touchdown pass. Sure. Um, yeah. You put him in, dude, and like, yeah. Shit just start moving. So mm-hmm. I would love to see him start versus Bama. I hope Baxter is okay. I think so. I think um, they said he's going to be in practice good? this week. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, cool, cool. And as far as Keelan Robinson, man, like, bro, we need you for gadget shit. Yeah. That, yeah. That's it. I don't, I don't want to ever see Keelan Robinson running up the gut. Yeah. Do, a, do the two running back set. You got two sturdy. Mm-hmm. Bulls back there to do that, man. Like man, run him on a reverse, yeah. Run him on an end around or some shit like that, man. Like uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, for sure. Tom, what you think about the game, man? <laughs> so I was at our favorite uh, sneaker shop, uh, yep. posted up with the vintage uh, UT wear. So you know, what I mean, I was popping in and out of the game. <laughs> so that's why I was a little quiet on this segment. <laughs> but I am looking forward to the Alabama game next week to mm-hmm. really see how the team measures up. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good one. Well, let's get started uh, for what we're here for. Um, what we got on feet. So I'm starting off, man. You got you got that new new on the feet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that new new fresh out the box, man. <laughs> oh, oh, look Jordan, at that. Yeah, hey. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Jordan one uh, Palomos. Yes, yeah, yes, sir. Man. From our favorite sneaker shop. Yep. Located in the heart of Texas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Really appreciate uh, homies. You know what I mean for looking out. For me, I wasn't gonna get them. You know what I mean. I I wasn't necessarily just just gonna cop them, but I was like, you know what, bro, I'm gonna treat myself. I was gonna say, bro, you know what, knowing you for a few years, bro, like that shoe, that colorway, like it's 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 this a shoe, bro. Colorway, huh? yeah. shoe, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, man. for for sure, for sure, man. Um, well, since you got them on, uh, Palomino uh, Retro Ones dropped this weekend. Mm-hmm. Dude, I haven't seen a release like that in a while, man. Every once in a while, the the stars line up where it's like. Good release, decent amount, mm-hmm. and people want it. Exactly. And, I mean, the quality on these are just incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially compared to what's been coming out lately. Yeah. I, I think it's a sleeper shoe, you know? I yeah, think people agreed. are going to look up maybe a year from now and I wish that December. they got them. Oh, you yeah, think by December? By December, time. they'll flush out, and it's going to be like, damn, I want something brown to wear for the wintertime mm-hmm. or for the holidays. Yep. And it, it could easily be a 3 to 350 yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, easy. You know what I'm saying, man. So like, uh, yeah, like I, I loved it, man. Like we served the line. We might have had like, when I pulled up to the shop, I saw five people outside. I said, "Damn, it's a bust." <laughs> yeah, like here we are with all these pairs, and yeah. like we're not gonna be able to move any of them. And by the time Ray walked in, she was like, "Shit, this past Barton Creek." And I, was, I mean, uh, yeah, Barking Creek. My yeah, bad. yeah, oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, that's. And nice. I was like, oh, shit. like so that's like thirty, forty people. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. a couple yeah. people spun the block on them, and then from that point on, man, it was just phone orders, phone orders, phone. Like literally, all like 
you've been there before, Dan. Like when we have a release, like it's kind of a lull between right after you serve the line up to eleven o'clock mm-hmm. because people are the regular customer is accustomed to us opening at eleven, mm-hmm. but like from nine thirty to eleven, and really the rest of the day was boom, 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 That's boom. Good. So, and it, it from what I gauged, uh, I had a couple of resellers come by. Shout out to homies, but um, it was people grabbing them for the feet. So yeah. I'm, I know I'm just, I threw mine right on, man. Yeah. That, man, it's so beautiful, man. You got me over here having some uh, no FOMO. regrets. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm having some, some regrets, man, but no, they look good. I, uh, Tom will be my uh, my Palomino spirit animal on this one. Um, as for me, I got on um, Four Horsemen, Air Force Ones, um, with the matching uh, kicking it, mm-hmm. uh, Shaka's shorts. Um this is one like I told y'all I'm not real big on all white shoes, but I have to keep myself from wearing these, man, because they mean so much to me. Honestly, I thought I would never have them, and now that I do have them, I just want to wear them all the time. Hmm. So, well, that's just Junior. Bring us home. What you got? What you got uh, on for this episode? Some some old uh, Pharrell Williams uh, NMD Human Race, the very, Holy very Festival. Colorful. Yeah, it's the the more purplish one. I know there's like a few colorways. Yeah, more pink. This one's. Got like a peach. Out of the three, it's a, out of out of the three of us, you are definitely doing the most peacocking right now. <laughs> oh yeah, agreed, well, agreed. I was wearing some orange shorts. I was like, oh, I need to get some. So I was like, oh, this will work. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fun. It's you know. Well, we know what Tom picked up. Yeah, did you have any other pickups besides that? Man, I've been really on a um, on a Hirachi kick lately. Oh. So like some, you know what I mean, some low Hirachis. They're just a super comfortable shoe. Yep. Like I, I was never really a low top kind of guy until um, till I started to get older and really, you know what I mean, appreciate the lightweight shoe. Yep. So um, all kind of Hirachis, you know what I mean, scouring the internet for them. I got some Hirachi edges the other day, um, some regular. I got these Hirachis that kind of got this iridescent kind of green mm. um, going on on them. Those are probably my favorite shoes right yep. now. So that's, that's kind of the kick that I've been on. Of course, I always love the superior silhouette. I mean, you know, yeah. that's never going to go away. I mean, that's like forever, ever, ever in a day. Yeah, man. Like, I wish I had known that. We, we've been having Hirachis back when we had the half off table. Mm-hmm. They were all like OG colorways, too. Oh, I, I, I was checking them, you know, when we, <laughs> me and the wifey had come to Austin. Yeah. You know, I was checking the table. Man, do you, uh, now nah, he, uh, Tom is my brother in the size 12 mafia. Um, <laughs> Do you uh you go up on the size or you stick to the I'm 12? pretty true. I'm I'm pretty true Me to too, size man. twelve. Like, like a twelve and a half is too large and a and it doesn't eleven exist. and a half is uh too cramped. Well see my problem is I probably would do a twelve and a half in Hirachis mm-hmm. if I had to. I mean if they had it, if it was available. Right, right, right. But like the chances of finding a Hirachi in a twelve and a half don't exist, bro. Like thirteen just Fucks with my mental, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> nah, I hear you. I feel I like I'm you. walking around like a ludicrous in a stand up video with the big Air Force on, bro. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I didn't have any pickups, man. I'm I'm gearing up. I got some stuff that I'm gonna get off the whole shelf. And uh, Ooh. well, looking at my co-host, looks like he's been swimming this week. So, no, what all? What all? What all did you get? Well, <laughs> I, you know, I, sometimes you you offload some shoes, you build up some store credit, yeah, you know, and then you pull the trigger. So I bought a couple of airships. I got the Amamonier mm. airship. Nice. And then that every game airship. It's just kind of, you know, like you it sits in your wants yeah. on GOAT and then you see a good price. You're like, oh, I got some money sitting. Yep. So I just pulled the trigger on that one. And then I finally got the uh, the New Balance Baklava. Uh, that came out months ago. And that's another one that's been sitting there. And I 
sold. And it's like, oh, I only pay $53 for these shoes because I've got store credit. Oh, um, you got that from uh, from Allen? Uh, no, I got that one from Goat. Okay. So uh, those three I got from Goat. And then from my favorite sneaker social, speaking of social, I got mm. the social. Double uh, entendre. That's right. It's a uh, social currency, right? That one? Yeah. That one's yeah. on this one? What was yeah. the first one nicknamed? Uh, I think it was Foles Town. Silver, uh, silver linings. Silver, silver linings. Silver linings. Silver linings. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, oh my gosh, the Mac attack. Yeah. The attack. So yeah, I'll be I'll be snagging those social statuses. Uh, the social currency. Social currency. Here's, here's some. Yeah, uh, they're pretty myself, nice. Man. Well, fellas, let's get into it, man. Uh, after we're done with all of the uh, the casualties and stuff like that. Um, uh, first up. Um, Travis Scott Sharkadon gets an up close and personal look. Um, so we know about the cut the check. Uh, um, looks like the same upper, honestly. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit uh deeper of, of mesh or a wider spread mesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of crushing on this one, though, man. I like that Spiridon uh midsole. Looks like it might be a little bit more lightweight. Um, that cut the check looks kind of chunky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh nonetheless it's, it's rumored for a uh, release in tw- sometime in 24 my question to you and was uh tom you'll start us off what silhouette do you prefer out of the two to surface out of the cut the check and then uh the sharkadon is what they're calling it i think i like these sharkadons man um you know i'm 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 always partial to a shoe with a strap on it and uh the cut the checks uh it just really wasn't quite my bag like you said they look kind of clunky yeah and just kind of a little bobo-ish on the feet man it reminds bit. me of when uh victor cruz came out with his uh nike <laughs> shoe yeah that shit like no lie that was probably the most and i like he came out with a with a butter pair like look like tim's uh-huh and i got that pair bro and i wore them like no lie for like 30 minutes and i was like this is the most uncomfortable fucking <laughs> shoe i have ever wore in my life man and like so i'm just kind of have PTSD from that, and I'm like, if I had to go with one of the two, the Sharkadon looks kind of lightweight. You know what I'm saying? Look like you can kind of, mm-hmm. you have to do some uh, some plyometrics like my co-host and jump and jump a box. <laughs> oh, that might oh. happen. Junior, what say you? Which one you you feel more? Uh, it, it could be because the colorway that we see for the first one is that like olive, olive white and black. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the colorway of this Sharkadon, of this Shark Attack, Sharknado, but I actually <laughs> prefer the fur, the cut the check silhouette. Mm. But uh, neither of them are going to be like I run out and have to get them though. So I don't know. I think you kind of need them to be, man. I don't know if that's a good look if Travis sitting on the shelf, man. Oh. Oh yeah, no. Nah, I mean, that's you, not a good look. If y'all <laughs> nah, get them, I'll, su- I'll support the the, the, no, right, the, right, right. the shop. But no, no, it's different if um. If this is gonna be like Team La Flame type shit or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. That's different. Maybe like this is for the we got Travis's at the house <laughs> crowd where it's like, you know what I'm saying? But anything they stamp his name on, I'm expecting it to at least be 150. Sure. Yep. I'm not expecting it to be like price friendly for the more affordable crowd right. or the frugal crowd. Um, no, that's true. Junior, um nope. based on previous colorways. Um, of other Travis uh, silhouettes, mm-hmm. um, what would look good, what 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 colorway would you like to see on the Sharkadon? Well, this one's basically like the reverse mocha, right? Yeah, is that, is that what this kind of is? And I'm, I'm I like that one, but I don't know. It just there's just oh 
Man, give me a an Oilers colorway like he did on the four. Ooh. I think that would be like I I tend to gravitate towards more of those tight colors. So that would be fun to see that. Man, well, Tom, what you think, man? Man, that you took the thought right out of oh, my head. That, oh, there they, we go. That, the Oilers colorway. Uh, that's I would definitely if these were in the Oilers colorway, I, I would cop them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, man. Another another question. I'm just looking at this silhouette. Why is he not doing the backwards swoosh? Well, in the first one, there's on the cut the check. There's the it swoosh, is right. right? So, okay, okay. It but, is, yeah. So yeah, and this and this seems to be the lateral side of a uh, yeah shark right because the, we're looking at. the your strap yeah, yeah. right so um uh, yeah yeah okay uh-huh. yeah that's that's fair enough man well, for me um uh, i wouldn't mind seeing an olive colorway mm-hmm. um i think you can get a little freaky with the phantom black too mm, yeah yeah with the, with the white outline in yeah um i'm trying to think what else did he have you could do a fragment that might be the next move honestly it's like right so you know after this initial release, and you check the temperature of how shit is moving, mm-hmm. you might have to come with the Hiroshi treatment and mm. and do a fragment, mm-hmm. and then you know at least you're guaranteeing that the hype beasts are gonna grab it. So yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued, man. Uh, I'm intrigued to see the price point, the rollout, uh, who who gravitates to this. This is really gonna be a telltale sign of like how big is your influence. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. if it's, you know, what I mean, if, if it's still continuing or if it's waning off, I, I'm curious to see how the community reacts to this one, too. Right. True, true. Because I haven't seen a whole, whole lot of hype for it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. You never know. Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> okay. Um, You did, Junior, so you saw he uh, announced his uh, what is it, Circus Maximus tour? Yeah. And you saw the dates, right? I So I was in the shop when y'all were talking about yeah. that. So no Houston. What What, what are you... What do you think about that? <laughs> I joke that he he can't step foot in Houston. He'll get arrested. I don't know. I mean, maybe he got PTSD. So, Tom, we kind of talked about this at we dinner last about night. It a little this, bit. this is our residential Houstonian right right here for the moment. What, yes, what you sir. think, bro? Um, I uh, like we talked about last night, man. I I think he's just trying to let it die down a little bit. Um, yeah. there's a lot of people in the city who still have um salty feelings about what happened and the kind of light that is shed on the city. I know city officials are trying to um, blame him specifically uh, for what all happened. Uh, wherever you fall on that, you know what I mean? He, he does have to take some responsibility and accountability for what happened at his yeah. festival. But I don't feel like it was completely his fault. But it, it's it's weird to me, as, you know what I mean, as a performer, you know, you always want to perform in your city, mm-hmm. in your home city. Like, that's the show that's usually the special show on the tour mm-hmm. where you're bringing out all the people, all the stops, all the bells and the whistles. And it just, you know what I mean? It just feels good when you can go out and conquer and then come back and just be like, you know, I went out and represented the H and now I'm back. And just to get that triumphant return. So to me, it, it's just odd. And I wouldn't want to not perform in Houston, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as an artist. You know what I mean? So I think he has to do something, you yeah. know, like some charity, donate proceeds, you know, from the show or something. But it's just really odd that he's not coming to his hometown. Where's the Drake, man? My city love me like a college running back. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, man. I, ha- I have mixed feelings, man, because like we talked, me and Tom were talking about this at dinner last night. This is what caused me to call, uh, call this Omaha. But absolute worst case. You do a show in Houston and they fucking boo you. Yeah. Oh man, that that's 
you lost him forever. You know, what I'm saying? you might you might have lost him as an entertainer forever if that happened mm-hmm. because yeah. he has such a, a deep love for Houston. Um, but um, Travis, if you're listening to this, <laughs> this is a, a you know DNC uh, consultation on how I think you you could play this. You can play this a couple of ways. One, uh, your family's from Prayer View. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of open land out there in Prairie View, man. True. Yeah, um, now true. that might be what got you in trouble, but I think you can, you know, put together a safe show and a more controlled situation if you had something out there. Or, but also, if you wanted to do Houston, probably just do it at Toyota Center. Mm. Everywhere yeah. else you do it, Why you not? know what I'm saying? Like, it don't have to be a big ass festival. And then it's controlled. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. seeding. All that's built into it. You ain't got to worry it. about people sneaking in. Like, HPD will be outside cracking heads if, you know, somebody's trying to sneak <laughs> right. into the Toyota Center or NRG or anything like that. So, like, it's a couple of ways to do it, man. But I think also, um, man, one of the more bigger reasons or one of the bigger reasons is um, it's probably a lot of litigation still going on, man. That's true. We I haven't think, heard yeah. any closure as far as, like, him breaking off bread to, you know, he he offered to pay for services, but it was so fresh then, like, uh, families were like, you know, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nah, they probably went and got, like, Rusty Hart and somebody like that, and they're going, <laughs> or Tony Busby, and trying to, you know, go through the whole compensation route. You know what I mean? Because they have a case. You no, know what sure. I mean? They, it's going to end up with him chunking some bread, bro. Oh, he's going to have to. No, yeah. it ain't no way around I'm it, I'm surprised man. he hadn't done it already, but he's going to have to. Because I think he had footage of them, like, jumping over gates and he was like hooraying that shit right like on twitter oh yeah he's gotten in trouble for stuff like that I mean, in the past uh, it ain't a mosh pit if ain't no injuries bro mm-hmm. that right. aged terribly but, right. um, <laughs> but um yeah man like it, it's a couple of other ways you could do it man um i hope he doesn't lose the city forever mm-hmm. because he did it like this but in a way i kind of understand too I think it's one. Of, I, I think it's one of those things, man. You just got to rip the bandaid off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I think the first show, you you might get some boos, you might get a little pushback, but people who are gonna go to a Travis Scott concert are just they're gonna go and they're gonna rage out. And people got short term memories, man. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you you get that one out of the way, then I feel like he's clear to do others. I agree. All right, we are hopping in our time machine and we're going back to. 1995, 94, 96, something like that. But uh, Reebok set to retro the ES22 in the club blue colorway this month, um, retailing for 180 smackaroos. <laughs> um, what what do we think, fellas? Junior, what say you? I really like that silhouette, like Greg says, on other people. Like I I I try every time time I try to wear something that looks like that my it looks like I'm wearing marshmallows on my feet mm-hmm. so I can't pull it off. It's a cool color. I like the way it looks. That deep blue, my favorite colors. But I'll enjoy it on other people's feet. What you think, Tom? I feel like I have a, a personal connection to this shoe. I I just remember when it came out, and you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not the biggest Cowboys fan. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. so, you know what I mean? You kind of had your camps. You were either Cowboys or 49ers. And so, you know what I mean? I was more on the Dion, you know what I mean? The Diamond Turfs and stuff like that. But I actually got a hand-me-down pair from my big cousin for these. It was about a size too big, but I wore them anyway. But yeah, the shoes definitely look like marshmallows. And 180, man, that seems a little, seems a little steep for this silhouette. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying. 
I mean, man, I always tell you know I always say this. Uh, if you listen to the pod, um, bro, when you price shit like that, as a consumer, I instantly say it's a retro one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, that's whatever. Like, I I run to pay one eighty uh for. That's what I'm looking at. This like that ain't nowhere near retro one. From a style perspective, mm-hmm. what I can do mm-hmm. with outfits, shit like that. And like I I feel like it's a disconnect between the product and the price point. Now I'm pretty sure I'm I'm, I'm looking at this, it looks like it has some uh what's it called, Junior? Like the, their cushion system. Their like, hexalite yeah, or, yeah, or, hexalite, yeah. Yeah. or something like that. So that's probably why they're having to hit you for 180. And uh but I feel like anybody who has been waiting for this silhouette is in the minority. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, I, I just don't think there's that connection to, you know, I mean, the Emmett Smith legacy, like, say, a Deion Sanders right. or, you know, I mean, somebody like that. And so, I, I, you know, I think they're missing the mark with this one. I think they're overestimating. You and know? if it was a connection, they ain't paying $180. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. A $100 shoe? Hey, the Unc Nation might eat this up, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But, but $180? Well, hell no. Um, question I have for you, uh, fine gentlemen, uh, Tom, you can start this one off is, what's the GOAT football player indoor sneaker? And you might have just answered it. I but. mean, the first one that came to mind was Dion. I mean, you know, primetime, you know, two sports. Um, I just think about those commercials growing up. I mean, primetime is still in the news. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like yesterday, I mean, look at what he did. You know what I mean? With Colorado and the, and the team. And you know what I mean? I mean, you know, look good, feel good, play good. They pay good. Yep. <laughs> and and another thing, man, uh, shout out Colorado knocking off uh, mm-hmm. TCU and shutting up the naysayers. Uh, I, I saw y'all writing that bull junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, that bull junk. <laughs> nah, but um, Shadour and Shiloh had on the uh, Diamond Turf 96s with – the uh, home base field goal post logo. So that means like, uh must be the money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's back, man. So, uh, but um, I'm going to have to go Bobo, man. I got to go with uh, Bo Jackson, bro. Ah, yeah. Dude, yeah. like. Yeah, I love a cross trainer. I feel trainer. like those two are neck and neck. They really are. But, um, yeah, man, like that, uh, that SC trainer high. Or that air training one, you can't go wrong with either one of those. And those have aged a little bit better. Dion was actually like playing football and his shit. Right. Whereas Bo was cross training. Uh, and you can kind of, it kind of had more casual it's flair. It's more of a lifestyle it's, shoe now. As it's gotten older. And, um, you, I don't no. disagree with the Dion, but as a kid who, who had those, uh, that Auburn Bo Jacksons, those, those, I would have to say though, I was, yeah. I would go Bo Jackson yeah. as well. I, I can't, man, fresh pair of bows. I get excited every time they come out, man. Um, lastly, will this start a uh, a football trainer renaissance in the culture? Now, I know, like, you know, air training ones haven't really gone anywhere. But I mean, like, the bulky shit, the Jerome Bettises. Uh, of course, Diamond Turks will probably come back now. It's only natural with Prime mm-hmm. having such a big legacy and being back with the Swoosh family. But, like. Barry Sanders, like, mm, yeah. When we see those come back, what, what what say you guys? Those Barry Sanders are some of my favorites, man. Uh, some of my favorites, but I, I I don't think so. Um, I think everybody wants you know a lighter weight shoe now. You yep. know, what I mean, a low top, 
And I, I, I just don't see that coming back. I don't know. What you think, Dan? I, I was just thinking, I mean, you can't even get like Patrick McGahome. Granted, his he's got his own shoe, but it doesn't like fly off the shelves. I think they went the cross train around. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm mm-hmm. So and, and also like what did, does a kid know who Jerome Bettis is or Barry Sanders? They barely know who Calvin Johnson is. Right. Well, I, I think that goes back to what we said about the ES twenty two, and that's like your target demographic. Either uh, one had to have seen those players play. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And two, they ain't, like with the technology that was in that shoe, even though it's outdated, like it's gonna have to be one sixty to one eighty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Like you think about the the berries with like the turf specs on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, but those things are so huge, bro. Massive. Like, like yeah, <laughs> massive, bro. You're talking so, about the, that's what the LeBron basketball shoes, like bro. The, it, it, exactly, like, you got to be built like a linebacker right. to pull them off. And now, like you look at how lightweight football cleats are now, the advancement of uh, artificial surfaces ain't not even turf no more. It's like right. fake yeah. grass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's just uh, I don't think it's a place for it, man. I think if I think if you can't get Patrick Mahomes' shoe to fly off the shelf, and he's essentially the Jordan of football right now. Yeah. Then I think it. I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, that, that might be a good uh, a good research study for Nike with pre-orders. Mm. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I'm and, and you and you pre-order in the spring so that you have them in time for Labor Day yeah. to wear when the the season starts. Because it is some market, you know what I'm saying? It's like somebody does want that shoe to come out, but at the same time, um, it I don't think it's worth for Nike to you know. What whatever the minimum amount of pairs is for the, right. it is come out, uh, or it's like you said time and time again. Why not just do regional releases? Like you only can buy Pat Mahomes yep. in the Kansas, Missouri area, right? You know, and if yeah. you want to get, then you create. What if you're a big Pat Mahomes fan from Tech? Give it a Chiefs colorway, yeah. or you know, a Texas Tech colorway. Yeah, would dude. Work. Yeah, you would get two different. Yeah, I like. I that. mean, you could even yeah. go even you know I mean a a deeper dig and do a. Old school Minnesota Twins colorway for his dad, you know what I mean, and really tell the story. See, see that's the thing. There's stories. There's that stories Eddie, you got to tell. Like I was thinking, I was like, this is awful. But like you do a Vince Young, like you do an orange, you do the Oilers, and then you do like a Cheesecake Factory color for those, for those that know. But but <laughs> still, but guy. dude, that's badass. You go to like you trace the lineage on that. Mm-hmm. Or if Shiloh or Shador get their own shoe at some point, you go like, dude, they have a shoe in a Falcons colorway or a Cowboys colorway or a 49ers colorway, you know. And then imagine if Shador and them, you know what I mean, they redid like the Dion commercials and the must be the money. Dude. And they brought all of that back into it and brought it around, man. It would go bananas. They need they need to call us up. Hey, yeah, hey. We just gave them millions of dollars right now. Yeah. For free. No free, no free ideas. Yeah, no, no, no free IP. No free IP. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so Dan, talk for a little while, man. I'm gonna uh, pull up this what? clip for the next one. Oh man, tell us, tell us uh, who who's your breakout player for the University of Texas this year? Oh, dude, look, I mean, I know it's it's underwhelming to say it, but Burt Auburn was the MVP of the first dude. half. He was, he was just nailing. It. I was like, okay, we're Bro. gonna kick it 46 year your field goal. And- Bro, I, I told I told Norris that. Shout out my brother uh, Norris Groves Jr. No free shout outs. Um, but I told him, uh, I said, bro, Bert is what you expect from your college kicker. And that's, I don't ever have to hear about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I like my old lineman and my kicker's the same. I don't ever want to have to hear, but if I'm not talking about you, yeah. good, bro. Like, cause 
you have a pretty like thankless job, uh-huh, but like uh-huh, yeah. if I'm you know every once in, once in a blue moon I might be like, damn that old line they kicking ass, bro. That running back got two hundred yards, but uh yeah man it's uh yeah and and it's it's such a strong lineage of UT kickers right like we just had Dicker the kicker yep. Justin Tucker who's the guy that played for the 49ers for so long he's a cow uh, 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 Phil Dawson Phil Dawson yep. like but Phil Dawson OG bro like he, yeah like that was the like the, 20 years he like he borderline you got to put him up there with like Adam Vinatieri uh, oh yeah I mean he's top three uh, I mean kicker. that's a Hall of Fame career uh, right there yep. Mortensen what Mortensen Mortensen uh, yeah yep. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that lineage was Anderson like, yeah God damn yeah bro, like just tried and true, you right? Fifteenth team, like yeah. But you still, you know, you still cashing checks, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, all right. So here goes this clip. I'm gonna play it. Oh. And uh, guys, this is just how dry the news cycle is being. I don't want to <laughs> like. I don't want y'all to be like, man, what's going on, bro? But like, this is this is how dry it's been. The first time, what's the worst sneakers she could be wearing? Don't walk up to me with no pandas on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Cheapest, ugliest, most basic. Okay. Who wants a basic bit? Whoa. If you meet a girl for the first time, what's the worst sneaker she could be wearing? Pandas. That's over with. <laughs> if you meet a girl for the first time, what's the worst shoe she could be wearing? Pandas. Not a fan? I hate them. If you meet a girl for the first time, what's the worst sneaker she could be wearing? Worst sneaker she could be wearing? I gotta say the panda dunks. Because everyone has them and they're below. Almost below retail already. What if she's super cute? Then I will get her another pair of something else besides like pandas. <laughs> if you were to meet a girl for the first time, what's the worst shoe she could be wearing? Panda dunks. What? All right, so we get the idea. Dang. Um, but just a, a, a before I ask my question, just a a side note. I find it funny. So like this was at like sneaker con. Mm-hmm. Um. Everybody she's asking, and I can almost guarantee, has had their, their hands on a pair of pandas right. and flipped a pair of pandas, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's just, man, uh, the the peanut gallery is so fickle, bro. Because like, yeah, it's almost like a loaded question, right? Because you ask somebody that, then of course, what is everybody gonna say? What's the shoe that's getting yeah. the most hate? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Panda, panda, panda. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, they playing the hits, right? I mean, bro, like what? What, because you can't make uh, $200 on it now? It's, it's trash? <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if we're keeping it a buck, like, if you're going off basic consumer rules, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people, what what caused the, 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 the pandemic? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, just this generation being infatuated with, like, I just want to fit in. Right. Like, I'm cool uh-huh. with the uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want... A shooter where that has some some clout, and uh, it, it's cheap if I can find it for retail. You know what I'm saying? And clout for better or for worse, right? Yeah. At this point, it 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 don't even matter. They just want eyes. Well, clout has turned on the panda now. Okay. Now it's you know, six months ago you would have been a pretty cool kid if you had a pair of pandas. Now it's like everybody got those. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know if to be happy for the originality, or or what. But um, my question to you and both of y'all are married. So, uh, we 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 miss, we, can, we can have an yeah, opinion. Yeah. I've already got an opinion. What shoe would would turn you off if a baddie had the the gall to approach you and try to pull you? Oh, some beat up superior silhouettes. Man, that 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 that's the one for me, man. That's the one. 
Ooh, I mean, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not particular to Crocs either, but you know, what I mean, I get it, and I'm, you know, I, I can appreciate it from afar, mm-hmm. and you know, what I mean, they got so many different silhouettes of it now, and the little things that you can put in them is that's pretty cool, but yeah, some beat up white superior silhouettes, like nah, nah, get out of yeah. here, superior silhouette, well done, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's, it's a no go for me, um, man, but you know what, honestly, any cooked pair of shoes, mm-hmm. man, like. Mm-hmm. Especially, but especially a white cooked pair of shoes. It's just something about pride where it's like you ain't try to clean these holes. You ain't like, nothing at all. Just gonna let it we just running with it, huh? You out here <laughs> looking like you got an, a, a a substance abuse problem or something, right? Like it's just like <laughs> man, like I, I, if I pick your shoe up, will I see like a, a crack vial or you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like what's 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 going on? So, but that that's me too, bro. Like. A all white cooked pair of of Air Forces, man. It's just like I don't know how you doing in life, baby. Right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> savage, savage. Junior, what's up, you, bro? Oh man, you, you got a good point about the uh, all white Air Forces because uh, if they can't take care of all white Air Forces, are they not taking care of their toenails? You know, I don't know. That's awful. I'm, no, I'm, I'm be misogynistic here for a little bit, but let's go. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of like you. I think it, it's just if the shoes are just trashed. It could be a Jordan one. It could be a Panda. It could be a Reebok, Asics, right. whatever. I think it's just, it's like, come on. Now, I mean, if if we meet and we're out on the track running, circumstances, no, right? Right. But right, if right, she right. rolls up at the shoe store and she's like looking good and then like, oh, okay. That's, that's a little different. See, I can handle some beaters, but like you said... White beaters, it's just like nah, <laughs> man. You got you got to clean those up. Yeah, for the, sure. The for only sure. time that's acceptable is like I meet a painter. Yeah, no, or yeah. Like somebody just okay. doing some. Yeah, you, you, you know you're, what I'm you're on. They're working on the lawn outside. Yeah, yeah, we get out. We get it. You giving a damn about this pair has superseded like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but but even that's gonna have an art value because right, they're right, gonna have right, the paint right, splatters right, right. on it, and it's gonna look right, kind of like, yeah, fresh kind of way. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, that's uh, I, I was just curious, man. Like now, granted, that probably was edited to make the to shit on the panda, dude. And and I gotta say, if any of that girl came on to any of those guys in this video wearing pandas, panda. they're not turning her away. For they're sure. not looking at the feet. For like sure. yeah, there's only one guy on here that could pull that girl. By the way, on this video, so yeah. you know, I'll let y'all figure out who that one is. But <laughs> this guy. Um, all right, it is now time for the superior period, period, period. Segment, 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 segment. And this week we're going to take a trip down memory lane, back to that golden age of 07 to 2010, and take a look at the Air Force One Supreme Crink. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, Crink is a uh, graffiti artist. Hmm. Um, So this one was pretty cool. Um, This came out at a time where like, I wasn't really messing with anything like predominantly white, black, or gray, mm-hmm. but this one caught my eye. Uh, shout out my big bro uh, Dalton. He actually had a pair of these. My other big bro George killed. This was one of his favorite pairs. I, I think he actually bought from my from my brother, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. um, it came with a crink uh like graffiti marker, like one of those thick ones that got like the ball in it. That yeah, the magnums. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'll go um, reform graffiti writer yeah. over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So um but uh man, one thing I always appreciated about this uh era was like the the precious cuts in the interior, like that premium like uh-huh. uh, like cushioning. Um all gray with a gum bottom. You you hardly ever see that. Um metallic gray midsole. 
this might be the only show I've ever seen that on outside of like an ID or something like that. And then I love the like uh, marker roll down mm-hmm. on the upper. And all of that was 3M. So um, came out in uh, 2008, retail for $200. And then uh, on Crink's website um, in 2011, they did a random restock of a size oh, wow. run. And it came with four uh, K70 permanent markers and a pack of Crink stickers. So, yeah, man, I just wanted to give this pair of flowers this it's week. Only only fourteen hundred dollars if you if you want. Bro, it. they don't exist. They really like that that pair that I saw. My, I've never seen that shoe out in the wild ever again. Really, never. I don't think I've ever seen this shoe out in the wild. Period. But yeah, it's a beautiful it, shoe. It, even when it came out, it was low key. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I mean, this was like Nike Talk days and sneaker form days, ISS. But st- even still, man, like, it wasn't an ideal pair, man. Like, you had to be a fan of Crink or, you know, so it, it but, man, it's it's a solid pair. I wouldn't mind seeing a retro. And then they came out with a uh, black and blue one. So all black. And then the uh, marker drip was uh, blue 3M. But that was family oh. and friends. So and that was before the three M wave too. You well, know yeah, what I mean, really yeah, predominantly three M. So like, yeah, yeah, this is around the time uh, one twelve pack came out. Um, it was a couple of other like three M ones, but yeah, it wasn't being used like now. Yeah, right. So yes, sir. That was the uh, superior period period segment <laughs> segment segment segment. All right, it is now time for our weekly topic. Uh, with our guests, my uh, fellow Houstonian and uh, fresh out the box cousin, um, <laughs> Dominique Roots. And it's uh, Let's Get Thrifted. So, uh, Dominique, I'm going to ask you a, a bevy of questions okay, so I'm the ready. audience can get to know you a little bit better. Yes, sir. And uh, so you can flex your expertise in this uh, vintage lifestyle, man. <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> First up, though, um, we got to keep it about the sneaks. Uh, what pair of sneakers made you addicted to fresh? Oh man, it's got to be the it's got to be the uh, Concords, man. The Concord Elevens. Well, probably not the Concords. Actually, the Bread Elevens were the ones man. for me. Mm. It, it, you know what I mean? It's like two good ones. We were we talking ninety six, ninety seven, man? Yeah. That was middle school for me. Like that whole pocket of just probably from like ninety five to. 98 99 for me is just like peak like just just peak sneaker design for me but it 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 was those i was in middle school and um when sneakers really started becoming a status symbol and really important you know what i mean for popularity and everything like that like those and those penny hardaways uh the jason kids Man, they were just coming out with all kind of fresh designs but man when that concord came out with that patent leather on it Oh man, I'm sure like everybody else was just like, "What is this? Like we've never ever seen anything like this. Like this is amazing, and it's still one of the most beautiful shoes to mm-hmm. this day." Man, you talk about material uh, that w- was limited back in like '96. Patent leather, like that, might be the first shoe I saw like with a patent leather up. Outside of a church shoe, man, I didn't right. see patent leather. <laughs> you know, on, on some uh, on some ROTC loafer type shit. You know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. like, but uh, yeah, uh, shit. Junior just got a pair back from uh, from Fat. Mm-hmm. Shout out, uh, our, our fresh out the box cousin, uh, Fat Kicks. 
But uh, I said, damn, Junior, these look dead stock. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could, if you yeah, wanted to sell it. them, you could be like, nah, these mm-hmm. dead stock, bro. He did an immaculate job Dude, on those. Sure did. I started to. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah, the, the 90s, the, the Retro 11. I, that's, that's one That's one that we hear a lot. Um, Man, bro, like so many good memories with that show. Man, I know a lot of people say the concourse, but really it was the breads, man. Bro, it, it, it was the it was that black and that red. It was mm-hmm. so clean, it was so clean. I think I that I, shit was before his time, man. Man, like, it really was. Um, translucent who, red bottom, yeah. Because when those, they, they come out around Christmas, I'm trying to remember. I feel like we came back from Christmas break and just saw him on the feet. Well, if it, I if could it, be if, wrong, but if it went with uh, the normal timing of what he did, I think. Um, black and red was like the playoff colorway. Okay, got you, got so you. So it might have been like after he did uh he did Columbia's and the uh, yeah, San did. Antonio All Star game, right? All white. Mm-hmm, I so it probably that. like came after around that. February. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's okay. that seventy two and ten season. Yep, yep. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in Houston, what made you have a passion for uh, vintage and thrifting? Oh, man, I like to say um, <laughs> I was thrifting when it was the poor thing to do, right? Oh, okay. And so, you know, I mean, that's pretty much, you know what I mean, what it comes from. You know, you you want to be fly. You want to be in the freshest fits. But, you know, I listen to the podcast. I'm a fan. And um, like a lot of people come on here and say, man, my parents just went dropping the bread like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They really didn't have it. You know what I mean? I had a bunch of brothers and sisters. So, you know what I mean? We were going to the thrift stores all the time, and it was an embarrassing thing, and you wouldn't tell anybody. I mean, now, you know what I mean? I tell everybody, you know what I mean? I got this from thrift, yeah. thrift store, got that. You know what I mean? It's kind of a sense of pride, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of what, you know what I mean? That's kind of what got me into it, and you know, <laughs> you get older and you look up, and next thing you know, like, what you liked and what you grew up liking is now vintage, right? Yep. And so it's just the whole nostalgia aspect of it. And it's like a treasure hunt, man. My favorite part is the digging, you know what I mean, and the sourcing of it, man. Process. It's, it, it's a process, you know what I mean? And it's like recapturing part of your past, yeah. too, you know what I mean? And also, you're kind of like a historian in a way, too. You get to educate the consumer. You get to preserve these, uh, I call it wearable art, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Omaha, what, what year did you, like, as somebody who... Uh, uh, who thrifted because they didn't have the means? What year did you look up and be like, "Oh, this shit cool now"? Like for <laughs> everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, what 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 year was it? Where it was like, hmm. I I would say I, I would say when I started Curators of Dopeness, which would be in uh, 2019, uh, and that's when I looked up and realized it was like, "Oh snap, this is popular," and like this thing that I was just doing, or you know, I mean, this vice, this expense, whatever you want to call it. It's now popular and man, and like I know this stuff, and it's so like, it's like I might as well, you know what I mean? I'm already shopping and buying this stuff anyway. Why don't I get a little extra and flip it and try to sell it to at least pay for this stuff that I'm getting? I'm sure like how a lot of people come into sneakers, right? How it used to be back yep. in the day, you know what I mean? You you get one to rock and one to flip to pay for the one that you mm-hmm. rock. And so I'd, I'd say twenty, I'd say 2019 was when I really snapped to it or realized, but. 
I mean, I was on the vintage, uh, you know what I mean? Like on the vintage train before then, you know what I mean? Uh, shout out to Adam and Elite uh, down in Houston. Um, was a streetwear store, I guess back in probably 2014, 2013 era. You know what I mean? He was one of the only people selling vintage and stuff. And so really was around people selling vintage even way back then. And like, I'm a huge sports guy. So for me, the vintage I enjoy the most is anything sports related. So what like, was the feel like, like, like back then? Cause like, it feels like, you're like kind of early to the party. Yeah. You know yeah. That? Yeah. Like it, that's exactly how it felt. Like you're early to the party and you're looking around and it's almost like shouting into the void. And you're just <laughs> like, this is really cool. How come y'all can't see this? How come y'all can't see this? It's like, okay, y'all going to get late passes. You're going to get a late pass. You're going to mm-hmm. get a late pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's how it felt. You almost you know, feel crazy because you're just like, why can't they see this? It's so dope. You know what I mean? And, it's, and then, you know, fast forward a couple of years and you're like, oh, okay. They just late to the party. Yeah, that's like, uh, you know, I think back to my, my, uh, my different degrees of sneaker love. And it's always been there, you know. I always tell the story, you know. My mom was, I'm not dropping a hundred bucks for a pair of sneakers, mm-hmm. and so that like kind of pushed me down this rabbit hole that ended up becoming a career. Um, and she thought it was just, she, you know, a short term love for materialism right. and stuff like that. But um, I say for sneakers, man, probably. Probably around like when I when I went to, when I came up here to go to UT, man, it was oh five oh six, and it was just you know, you start finding out about Nike Talk, eBay, and right. like damn, mm-hmm. like people like now it it never it wasn't a capitalistic love for it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I'm about to get rich. <laughs> it was right. like oh, like it's not just me, like you know, I I, I use the analogy of kind of like you know. <laughs> being a mutant that like uh, Professor X finds and you're just like damn there's other people out here with crazy powers like you know what I'm saying like but you find Nike talking it's like bro it's a whole form right there's of, like a bunch of people out here yeah. I mean, you know what I mean because I, I think that goes with the explosion of the internet too and how that started so to grow in, in, so, in social media you start to realize um, I think about it for myself in the hip hop realm right and so you know growing up in Houston you know what I mean I love you know, DJ Screw and Swisher House and all of that, you know what I mean? Because that music raised us, but I love all the hip hop. And so, you know what I mean? I like a lot of East Coast hip hop and Boom Bap, your Rockets and your uh, Loud Records and stuff. And so, you know, growing up in Southwest Houston, you know what I mean? You just think y'all, you, you and your buddies are the only kids who are into this for miles <laughs> and miles away, but not realizing there's actually other people in your town you know what I mean, or in your state, or mm-hmm. even in the nation that you can connect with that are into the same things you are. And I think with the internet exploding like it did, it allowed for us to connect and see. And like like you said, Nike Talk was a big part of that because, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, hip-hop and sports, basketball and sneakers, all that goes hand in hand and, you know what I mean, together. Man, so in a lot of adjacent industries, because it's all clothes, whether it be footwear, vintage, it's all, you know, fabrics that you're wearing. But um, me and Junior always accredit Travis for this second wind of SBs and Dunks. Mm -hmm. Probably the the first wind of Dunks uh, 
in the popular cool kid eye right. of society. Um, of course, you know, I'm not disrespecting any dunk heads or nothing like that, but Uh-oh. like, um, the, we know it just didn't pair up to the superior silhouette. silhouette. <laughs> but now it's it, it's a it's it's the cool kid. It's the it's the it's the pretty girl at the dance for, yep. for the time being. Um, but I say that to gravitate it back around as a uh, as somebody who has had different levels of thrift and as you know th- thrifting for a means to like now like oh man this this kind of like a passion of mine um wh- what what caused the boom of thrifting and Ooh, around what man. time was it you mm, know what i'm saying that's because that's a, uh, that's that's a good question was um, it a celebrity that you attribute that to or man um that's a, that's a really good question um i'm the kind of person you know what i mean i'm like you know forget hype buy what you like so I really, really try to fight hard against being influenced, you know right. what I mean, by, you know, influencers and stuff like that. Just just always the mentality from being young, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going a, I'm to a validate myself. Like, we make this cool. I'm going to make it cool or whatever. So I don't know if I can um, necessarily attribute it to a certain celebrity. What I think might have happened is – you know how fashion is cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know what I mean? It'll recycle about every 20 years. And so I think it was just the 90s time to come back around. But the thing about clothes made in the 90s, the material's different, the designs were different, you know what I mean? Bold and dynamic. And it's just a hard era, in my opinion, to replicate, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it was just so dynamic and explosive and everything's extreme right and all over the place right and so i think like like you said with the emergence of ebay and online and social media it's like why recreate this when we can Mm -hmm. just go out and just find the original stuff and so i think that started to happen um yeah i really man uh yeah that is a really good question as somebody who's been in sneaker retail Mm -hmm. for um coming up on two decades for me, my my uh, my earliest time time of like reali- like realizing that people were buying vintage was when snapbacks came back. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. Snapbacks came back in time, and you had companies like of uh, Forty Seven Brand, Michelin Ness that were making it, but then like. I feel like this wave of uh, thrifters and vintage lovers came in where it was like, oh, that's not an OG. That's that, that's an OG design. This is like actually from 93. It got the tag on the inside. You see how it has a shark tooth uh, design? Like I think when uh, Tisa was big, I think yeah. that might be, yeah. I think that might be the, that, I think that might be the point where it started to, you know what I mean? Yep. Come back. So like snapbacks came back and then I started seeing a wave of clothing. And then it was, you know, I feel like it was people that were like you, where like, I don't have the bread to get a new outfit to go out, but mm-hmm. I can go to Goodwill right, and get a good pair, you know, jeans, maybe to stress them, a flannel, mm-hmm. and just kind of have that, I don't give a fuck look, you know what I'm saying? Or that, right, that, right. that rock star, <laughs> yeah. that, that Kurt Cobain type look, man. But um, yeah, I feel like that that's where I noticed it. And I've never really been uh, big on... I appreciate vintage and especially like meeting somebody black like you who does it. 
Yeah. Um, because for the most part, just being honest, a lot of white kids, Mexican kids, that I see that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of whites, a lot it. of lat, a lot of whites, a lot of Latinos. Yeah. Uh, so like my, you know, what I mean like my space that I occupy in it. I definitely try to big up like the black history of it because yep. really all vintage is is streetwear that's no longer popular. That's you it. know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Usually like that said, comes from black communities. It's cyclical and it's starting uh-huh. to trend back up. Right. And so my whole thing is like, you know what I mean? This 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 was ours, you know what I mean? And this is our heritage and our lineage and so, you know what I mean? I I want to do right by it and I you know what I mean? I know the history of it, and it's like, you know, I was there. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I actually remember people wearing this stuff. And so, um, yeah, that's that's that that's what draws me to it. But, like, I like to curate things, you know what I mean? Like, like black history stuff and things like that, to, you know what I mean? Because I like to educate the, the consumer a lot, right. like how y'all like to do, you know what I mean? Educate them and kind of bring them along, you know what I mean? Junior, you, uh, you ever been done any thrifting or done any vintage like no not, not not for because i'm not interested it's just not not something that that i've done i i i do sell you know stuff what? and give like, stuff away i respect the art of thrifting and vintage clothing like i respect the art of like sneakers mm-hmm. right right and uh i'm not i'm ignorant to it as far mm-hmm. as like the process and everything like that. But um, I see somebody like you and I'm like, oh, like I respect the ground. Like mm-hmm. you respect the ground of starting a sneaker shop and building and, and vice versa. You know what I mean? I feel the same way about what, uh, what you guys do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I really, really respect it. And I really, really learn a lot from y'all every time I come down here and you know what I mean? Just y'all's hospitality even out, I even learned things, you know what I mean, outside of the sneaker realm, just about customer service and business that I can take and use for my for my business. So, you know what I mean? I'm really appreciative of that. But I kind of think it's, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I think it's like a Batman thing, right? I think it's like our traumas that help push <laughs> us and propel us forward, right? Because you were mentioning about your mom, you know what I mean? And my dad was the same way. I'm not buying a $100 sneaker. I'm not buying a $100 shoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember having, you know what I mean, two school shirts and one pair of jeans, you know what I mean, to go to the school in. And, you know what I mean? And just, you know, long story short, just a little history history about myself, you know what I mean? Like, we moved around a lot as a kid, you know what I mean? And we've we've gotten kicked out of and evicted out of apartments, and we've lost stuff. And so I think part of it for me, too, is kind of regaining some of my past. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that's what draws me to it so much. It's like I'm getting almost like I'm getting back what was lost to me. And so either way, it, it's therapeutic and I love it. And to me, it's art. You know what I mean? The art of fabrics and, you know what I mean, art uh, art of design and clothing and how it'll sit on your body. And so... I just really, I just really enjoy finding stuff that I remember from back in the day, but also mm-hmm. finding stuff that was like, wow, I didn't even realize they made this because there was no internet back then. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I enjoy Man, it. So when I met you in 2019, you had just started? I had just started. That is crazy, bro. I had just started doing it. Mm-hmm. The, so a little backstory, Junior. I met him at uh, the first Black Wall Street. Oh, okay. Um, and it, he was the only, were you the only uh, vintage 
You were, you for sure the only black vintage person there. Yeah, yeah, that that was for sure. Yeah, yeah. but that was like uh, a smorgasbord I'm... of everything. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, people were selling baked goods. Sure. People were selling weave toys, <laughs> clothing. <laughs> like it was, it was like it was legit, like yeah. a kind of like a flea market, yeah. man. Yeah, you know what like saying? it should like, be. Which yes. made it so Get dope. It but um, man, he had the trap jumping, dude. Like man, like because it was at HT's gym, and. I imagine your target demographic is college kids. Yes. So, right, like, exactly. dude, like, they would come in, buy, come back, come back with three friends, buy, they leave, come back. Yeah. You know, they calling other people. I saw some kids from UT come. Like, this is all on, like, a rainy uh, oh, Saturday right. yeah, day, yeah. man. This is also the day we met uh, Dave Chappelle for the first time. Oh, but, um, Greg. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, but w- walk us through... I guess the evolution of your process of how you thrift. Okay. Um, so from the beginning as a novice thrifter and now as somebody who got four, four years under his belt. Right. So um, I guess in the past, you know, I was thrifting for myself. Uh-huh. So basically just looking for stuff in my size, stuff that uh, I like that uh, appealed to me. And things, you know what I mean, that I thought was valuable and important, which is a, you know, what I mean, a great and always an excellent start point. But then, you know, what I mean, you start you start to do these markets and you start to um, have customers and people come up to you, ask you for things. And I would just ask people, you know, what I mean, I would tell them, I was like, hey, you know, what I mean, I shop for people as well. So, you know, what I mean, if you see something you like, you see a picture or something, you know, what I mean, just send me the picture or send me a description of it and send me your sizes. And, you know, what I mean, usually I would use that to kind of guide, you know, what I mean, what it was that I was that I was looking for. But um, a lot of it, you know, what I mean, too, is trial and error. You know what I mean? Because you grab things and, you know, what I mean, that you think is good and that you think is fly. But. Sometimes it'll just sit on the shelf. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with what's popular and what's hype. You know what I mean? So you're always kind of trying to strike that balance but between those two things. But uh, my process, man, like I, man, I, I, I just, I search everywhere. You know what I mean? So, you know, you have your Goodwills, you have your Salvation Armies, uh, you have your St. Vincent de Paul's. Um, the church, the church ones are always the good ones. You know what I mean? That's a little secret. The church ones <laughs> the church ones are always the good ones because the prices are going to be cheap because they're usually doing it from a charity kind of point of view. So they're not really trying to, you know what I mean, make profit and hit you over the head. They're usually employing people, you know what I mean, to give them jobs mm-hmm. or they're just trying to raise money to, you know what I mean, donate to families or whatever. So they're good for that aspect. And also usually... Those get all the donations of stuff that's just been sitting in grandma's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, garage or attic for you know twenty years. So it's art. So most of the stuff in there's already vintage. Like you don't really even have to dig too tough. I mean, it's been a little different nowadays. You get a mix, you know, what I mean, of a lot of newer clothes. But you know, what I mean, that's a little secret. If you see something, you know, what I mean, that's church related, I, I would pop in there because you're probably gonna find you, you know, what I mean, a nice a nice gem or two. But that, you know, I mean, there's online, you know, there's eBay, there's, you know, Macari, Depop, all of those, even though they've gotten, you know, I mean, to be more expensive. But my main thing is, you know, I mean, just networking and telling people what I do, because usually somebody will be like, 
oh man, I got this, this, and that. I got a bunch of stuff, and eh, I thought about selling it, but you know what I mean? They don't feel like uh, doing it, you know what I mean? Taking the pictures, loading it up, you know what I mean? Having the time to really, yeah. you know what I mean, try to sell it. They'd be like, man, if you'll just come by and get it, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Hell, I'll give it to you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, what day you available? I'll, I'll drive. I don't care. 30, 40 minutes. Did not to talk to you today? Did who? Did not to talk to you today about what happened? Uh-uh. No. Oh, shit, man. So, I just, <laughs> so me and Tom were late coming to the shop because we running late. We were eating breakfast. So we got that maybe like 12, 20, 12, 30-ish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, man. He was like, man, uh, it was people who were looking. I was like, damn, I said, that's on me, man. I said, we went to eat breakfast and we're running a little bit late. That's on me. He said, man, it was an old white lady. She was like, I just got a bunch of UT stuff. I just I just want to offload. I'll just give it to him. Like, oh. And I was just oh, like. Oh, no. He didn't tell me that. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh. He told me that. And I, I was like, oh, he'll tell him eventually. And then, But yeah, man. I was like, God damn. Hope it was worth it. Where'd you but, eat? Uh, another broken egg. Oh, okay. It was good. Shrimp and grits, man. It it was really good. Nah, it was worth it, man. I got to kick it with the homie. You know what I mean? It's a wave now, man. I I just feel like I'm riding the wave now. So, you know, what's meant to be is meant to be. And you kind of got to tell yourself that as a thrifter because it'll be plenty of times you're in there, you're digging, you're digging, and you'll look out your periphery and you'll see somebody pull something amazing and you'll just be like, ah. <laughs> and then you, you know what I mean? And if you don't let it go, it'll just be a thumbtack in your mind <laughs> for a week. And so you just got to kind of learn, you know what I mean? There's plenty of vintage out there, you know what I mean? And that's what you just got to tell yourself and, you know, you know what I mean? What's meant for you will come to you. And, yeah. You know what I mean? I've had a lot of dope pieces come my way. And so, man, it wasn't meant for me to get all that UT stuff. Somebody else is going to be yeah. blessed by that. Or she might come back again. Or and, she might. You know what I mean? If she does, Nigel, you know what I mean? Go ahead and take a number down for your boy. Right. I'll make a trip back up here. All right, for sure, for sure. Um, in, you sp- you spending some facts for the simple fact that, like, I've talked to, like, local homies who thrift. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much said all of that. But um, I find it funny now where, like, the industry has a shift. So you used to be able to go to Goodwill. Shit, Goodwill price and shit like they Macy's. Oh, man, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like, this is donated clothes. Like, like no, <laughs> you not thrifting. Right, and it's hey, like you dropping it off, and, and it's like you didn't care until other people were making money off of it, and it's right. like don't be that way. You messing the game up for everybody. No, for sure, for sure, man. But it's it's uh so so when you do thrift, it's just whatever I find, I find. It's not like I'm trying to find. Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. I guess that is an evolution, right? Because yeah. before it was, you know, what I mean, whatever I find, I find, you know, what I mean, and I try to offload it, but which is dope because it, it makes it uh, a labor of love, so to say. You know, right, what I'm right, right. Like, it makes it a labor of love. But then, you know, you start doing these markets and stuff, which we were really tough on. You know, what I mean, pre-pandemic and even you know during the pandemic, you start to develop a, a niche and a style, right? A lot, you know, what I mean, a lot like the shop, right? You want to situate yourself in the market to, you know, kind of stand out from the other vintage people. So, like, you know, what I mean, like for us, you know, what I mean, my thing is sports, right? I'm always have a bunch of dope sports stuff, right? But also, I'm a big fan of like button ups and prints, right? Because I, because I, I love them, right? And I remember watching stuff like, like Martin in a different world and seeing all this stuff, fresh prints, and 
this stuff is just in abundance out there and people weren't picking it up to thrift and sell, but people wear it all the time to festivals and things like that. So I know people want it. And so, um, that, that, and you know what I mean? Jackets. I mean, I'm sure you talk to any thrifter, that's probably their favorite thing to find are jackets. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Jackets galore. So you start to develop a style, right? And so people come to you, you know what I mean? For certain things. Right. But then, um, another level, I guess that I'm, elevating too is you know what i mean curated capsules and pop-ups so like i did one for march madness at a shout out to class bookstore i did one there with my brother david what's up dave and you know what i mean it was ba- college, collegiate uh basketball themed stuff so it was mm. all different colleges and stuff right and so we just did this pop-up uh this past weekend it was ut themed yep. pop-up and so i, I like those a lot better because it gives you something specific to curate to but also you it allows you to kind of showcase your skills and your abilities and your creative um your creativity as a creative and as a curator so um i i, I kind of look more for those type of situations now okay okay uh, no that that definitely makes sense man um uh, yeah last time you came down uh for for, the, for our listeners uh shout out fade box uh los E-Fades, uh, what they do with the pop-ups. Uh, they have a local guy, and he has gobs of UT stuff, man. Is that um, the barbershop? Yeah. That's, okay, that's, that's yeah, they were dope. Yeah. I bought a dope Scotty Pippen jersey yeah. from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. But, Shout um, out to them. And uh, I, who knows? I might, I might work with that uh, that that thrifter later on uh, in the year, but um, or reach out to them to see if they want to do an entrepreneur's corner because I've actually met them before. But uh, I thought about that, but I'm, me and Tom and Junior, we all talk about this. I'm so big communally. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is my guy. This is my man in 50 grand. Like, so like, right. we can do the same thing and we can do it for the season opener. And I like like organic ideas like that. Uh, and, you know, I, I took inspiration from what they do over there and theirs is way bigger. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, I thought it was a good look, man. You know what I'm saying? And like... We'll, we'll we'll build on it and things like that and uh it's just the beginning because i have you know with us uh hopefully expanding in the future mm-hmm. who say we don't do it in another uh hey, city you know uh, what hey, i'm saying why man not? so why not yeah man um what has been the hardest um assignment for you <sighs> what do you mean like as far as like i'm looking for this look um, it was, you know, maybe something that you thought was, um, you know, I'll just be easy. And it's like, damn, I can't really find. Um, I'd say, uh, uh, shout out to, shout out to our homie, uh, and producer, uh, Wes. He wanted me to find him like a bunch of Nike stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. He, you know what I mean? He, he wanted to be like all Nike'd out. Right. And so, you know what I mean? I thought this would be, you know what I mean? Pretty easy and straightforward. I mean, I knew it'd be. A little difficult just because the uh, the price on those things are usually marked up, so I knew the profit margin wouldn't be as much. But I thought I'd be able to find it in abundance and find stuff that he would like. But um, he was just so particular about the look that he wanted. You know what I mean? I was finding stuff, and it wasn't quite fitting how he wanted it to fit or wasn't quite, you know what I mean, the design you know what I mean, that he wanted. And so, you know what I mean, I was getting <laughs> stuck with all this Nike stuff that I was having to, you know what I mean, push and offload. 
So that that's probably like the first one that comes to mind. Just thinking about you know what I mean difficulties. You know what I mean when you're when you're you know what I mean when you're personally shopping for somebody, it it, it can be difficult sometimes. No, for sure. You know what I mean because you're essentially fronting it, right? You're essentially fronting it, and you know what I mean hoping that you know what I mean they're gonna just pick up. You know what I mean whatever you get for yeah, them, man. and so when they don't, you're just like, ah oh, man, like I I wasn't planning on that. Now I gotta. It's kind of like place a, to offload this. It's, it's kind of like being a um, personal stylist. It is without yeah. having the um, ability to be like, oh, they didn't want this. I'm gonna return this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's it's a yeah, shout out to you, man. You did. Uh, but on the flip side of that, the easy, you know, what I mean, you talk about being a personal stylist. The the easiest thing is, you know, what I mean, we have a lot of friends who are musicians, and so we've started styling for videos and stuff, mm. and so. Now, because my eyes are naturally drawn to things that pop, you know what I mean? Just things that pop, you know what I mean? I kind of have a method to where I kind of, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll touch and feel fabrics, you know what I mean? Um, when I'm thrifting, but um, it's got to like catch my eye, you know what I mean? Like from far away, like when you kind of, you know like what I mean? That. Like when you kind of glance at it at your periphery. It's like you know a trained I mean? eye. Like, yeah. yeah, like a trained <laughs> eye. Like if you got to question it, then you probably shouldn't grab it. And you probably shouldn't, you know what I mean? Straight from the good. You shouldn't get it. Because everything that you do grab, <laughs> that you do got to kind of talk yourself into, it just sits with you. And you end up having to offload it at Play-Dohs or somewhere like that. <laughs> just, to, you know what I mean? Just just to get rid of it. And so uh, that's my thing. You know what I mean? I, I like to find pieces. You know what I mean? I, I like to say, you know what I mean? I have dynamic pieces that it'll be that one piece that'll set off your outfit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's a jacket, a shirt, a hat. Or whatever, just you know, what I mean, just dynamic stuff, and so that works really well for videos. You know what I mean? And so that's the easiest thing because you just pull up a rack, and you know what I mean, and they get to pick and choose what they want to wear from it, and you know what I mean, they're excited just to see all the clothes and then see all the vintage clothes, and you know what I mean. Some people start reminiscing, and some people are just in awe of it. So you know what I mean. Those those are pretty easy too. That's what's up. Yeah. Um. Shout out to you. You know, you helped me with my uh, reimagined look. Ah, oh, that's right. That's so right. So I, want, I yeah. wanted to do a. Junior, you saw me. I had the overalls on for. Yeah. For the, kind of uh, the Tupac juice. Yeah, kind yeah, of exactly. Thing that's, going. that's the theme yeah. I was going for, like Tupac look. So uh, he got me some overalls. Hmm. I put a kick in the hoodie on underneath it. Um, and then cop some like Dwayne Wayne flip up glasses off of Amazon. Man, it came together really well. Yeah, it did, man. It really did, man. So uh, I got I got a something else I need you to help me with too. Yo. Okay, I got you. Yeah, in a, in oh, a couple you. of weeks. Um, to date, what's been your best flip thrifting? Ooh, what has been my best flip? Okay, I'll tell you what's been my best flip, and it actually uh, not not even a monetary flip, right? So early on, right, uh, bought this jacket, right? It's like this 2X kind of like uh, cowboy jacket with like fringes. It's like a Technicolor coat. It's like got all the colors and the rainbow on it and stuff. And this is when I was first starting off. And it was a, uh, it was a Goodwill that used to be by the house. And I went in there, you know what I mean, about three times and kept seeing it and kept seeing it. And I was just like, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to buy nothing for like $20, $24. I was yeah. trying to keep it, you know what I mean? under four dollars you know what i mean so i can make a profit on it but i was just like man this coat is just too beautiful to just pass up 
this coat, man, we've put this coat and styled so many people in this coat, man. It's just um, netted me and my wife so many opportunities because it'll put you in the room with people. That coat has put us in the room with a lot of different people, a lot of artists like uh, Cam Franklin from The Suffers, uh, Rochelle Gemini, um, uh, David's wife, Dara, who's worn the coat, man. Like a lot, a lot of, a lot of people, man. And like, it, it's it's definitely the most dynamic piece. That I've, one piece. I've, yeah, that one piece that I've ever found. And like, yeah, it's it, it's allowed me to get into some room and soak up some game and get other opportunities. Um, so I, I would say that one uh, for sure. Um, I got to think uh, monetary wise, like on what was the greatest flip for me. I, I got to think on that one for a second. But that jacket, though, has. You still got it? Yeah, so guy, that yeah. jacket stand. Would you ever sell it? Uh, no, no I, don't, I don't know, Price man. Price has to be right, huh? Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's 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 got a special place in my heart now, nah, man. I, I feel you. Um, currently, what are some uh top trends in thrifting, and what would you say is a uh a prior popular thrifting trend that's dying away? Oh man, so like thrifting trends that are dying away, like um. The NASCAR T-shirts, the Harley T-shirts, you know what I mean? What else? You know, like Tommy and Polo um, stuff that, you know what I mean? That's dying away. What's starting to uh, become prevalent is, like I was saying, vintage is every 20 years. So that scale and that time is moving. Now the early 2000s is starting to become popular, which I never thought would come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that, that was my teenage years, and you know what I mean? I, I love it, and I'm fond of it. But, you know what I mean, looking back, I'm just like, uh, these weren't the best fashion choices, that was right? That cringy times. But, boy. like, even the baggy jeans are coming back, which is is crazy to me. I, I would have never thought. I thought I thought we were done with that. Yeah, I thought that was over, but I'm starting to see it come back. But it's kind of cool because, you know, I mean, I got a 16 year old daughter and I see some of the stuff that they're wearing and that she's wearing. And I always use it as a moment to connect with her and and relate to her. And I just tell her, be like, yeah, man, this reminds me a lot of like, you know, what I mean, Aaliyah back in the day mm-hmm. or, you know, what I mean, like, a, I don't know, Alanis said a Fiona Apple or something like that, even with the music. You know, what I mean, I'd be like, yeah, they're influenced by this and they're pulling from this and from this. You know what I mean? So that's really cool to see because it just, it kind of takes me back. You know what I mean? Because I remember it was like, man, girls used to dress like that. You know what I mean? When I was in high school yep. and stuff. And so that's what I'm starting to see come. You know what I mean? So like the, um, what was that last Aesop uh, Rocky album? Uh, what was it Testing or whatever? Yeah, I think so. Like, like the artwork for that, like those kind of fonts, like those bold early 2000 futuristic racer kind of yeah. fonts. That's what I'm starting to see come back around and just the more simplistic shirts. You know what I mean? I would say when I first started, you know what I mean? The 90s was big. So anything all over print, anything that was an all over print was just like a, you know what I mean? Like a a must have and a must sell. But now those are starting to fade out and the kids are starting to want, you know what I mean? The simpler stuff. Which is kind of like. It's weird because it's kind of like what we're on now, fashion wise. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, quality is right. You know, what I'm saying like you, you can tell if a shirt is cut or sewn or a gilding. You know, what I'm saying right, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you, you had mentioned this earlier. 
about the quality of the stuff we used to wear is different. Like you can't replicate it now because fast fashion is in. Right. right? Exactly. You're not going to get it from Sheen or Fashion Nova or <laughs> Zara or H and M. Sheen sir might evaporate on you before, yeah, it, before you even open the package. Exactly. <laughs> so so when you talk about. I can imagine going back and finding a pair of guest jeans, the stuff that we used right. to wear. Well, you know, I'm a little older than y'all, but like, man, the nine, mid nineties, late nineties. Right. Mean, some of that stuff is probably still, I'm you know, we, we people getting Levi's that are 30 bro, years old. You know? I'm waiting for that Jabot wave to come dude. back. Dude. <laughs> oh man. Je- uh, jeans and denim is like its own category oh, onto dude. itself. I, I like, had a problem with denim its for a while. It, it deserves its you own. You can't even like, put that in Venice. It's like, man, it's, it's, it, it, it's its own thing and it's an art to it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's almost like an ancient art, to be honest with you. You know right. what I mean? How they, you know what I mean? Dyed a salvage denim and the everything. The salvage denim part, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, that's its own thing that, you know what I mean? I haven't really dug deep into, but I have the utmost respect for it. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a, that culture is, oof, it's, yeah. it's every bit just as much as, like, sneakers. Where yeah, you just, no. like, yeah people it really are like, is. You know? Oh, man, this, this Levi, is this, this denim from Japan or whatever? Right, somebody paid like, 30000 for an old pair of uh, Levi's that was worn yep. during the gold Dur- rush. Yeah, exactly. You can't even wear the pants anymore. Because they'll fall apart. Yeah, they'll fall just apart. like the, oh, the Jordan that, here's a shoe that Jordan wore. Yeah, right. You know, it's the same. Yep. It's, yeah, it's yeah, the same. It's yeah. Craziness. All right, uh, lastly, um, what makes the vintage scene in Houston different from anywhere else in the States? Oh, um, I think Houston is what makes it different. You know what I mean? I think just the mentality and the personality of the people in Houston, you know what I mean? I always like to say spread love is the Houston way. Mm. Like Houston's just a really hospitable city, you know what I mean? Uh really a uh, diverse city, you know what I mean? That people don't really realize how diverse it is. So you have all these cultures, you know what I mean? Uh thrifting and things like that. Um strong uh Latino community, you know what I mean? thrifting you know what i mean out there so i would say that's a little different um maybe our proximity to you know what i mean some things you know what i mean because there's a lot of warehouses in texas and so i think we get a little spoiled about how much vintage uh, as far as diggers you know right. what i mean and people who thrift uh how much vintage is out there you know what i mean for us and uh houston's mentality you know what i mean just in general it's that frontier hustle town mentality basically if you can stick your flag on it it's yours you know what i mean we don't have any zoning there and just the whole business kind of mentality of it you know what i mean like you could be a you know what i mean you could be a d-boy from south park and be in the same bar with some oil tycoon you know what i mean mm-hmm. second third generation money Woo-hoo. sitting right next to each other you know what i mean having a beer talking and y'all will be able to relate and then y'all will realize y'all are one degree of separation away from each other. You know what I mean? I guarantee you there's somebody that y'all both know. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's just the kind of, it's the biggest small town. You know what I mean? That's what we like to call Houston is the biggest small town. Everybody's so connected in that city. You know what I mean? It. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of respect. You know what I mean? If you give respect, you'll be shown respect. Yep. And so I, I think, you know what I mean? I think in a lot of other cities, the vintage scenes, you know what I mean, can be a little pretentious, you know what I mean, and a little, you know what I mean, a little off-putting, but I, you know, that's not a Houston mentality, you know what I mean, Houston, I always said, you know what I mean, don't be Hollywood, don't be Hollywood, yep. that's always been a saying in Houston, and so I think that, you know what I mean, I think that current runs through 
everything what we do vintage whatever it is do you think that you know, i I've, I've been to new york but i don't know new york right but right. you know i think houston is the closest city to being as diverse as a new york just like there's every culture you can think of you know we're not diverse here in austin we're not diverse in not san antonio we're not diverse in dallas houston probably almost so actually, every culture is there so so actually statistically houston is more diverse than new york and the really uni- and the university of houston is the most diverse university in the country wow you know okay. what i mean by uh, by races and nationalities that's that's awesome. now what i think um gets misconstrued and i think what's kind of misleading is new york's diverse in the sense that you have different ethnic communities and they maintain their ethnic identity right i think in houston people have a tendency to assimilate a little bit more you know what I mean? Um, there's, you know what I mean, into the Texan way of life. Sure. So it's not like this is the little area of this kind uh-huh. of little, you know, like, little Cuba. You little know, Cuba, little Haiti, little yeah, whatever. Yeah, now you know it's I mean? like, oh, you could you could have so many. I mean, you might gravitate towards, but. And I mean, the side of town I grew up on, we have that Southwest Houston, you know what I mean? So I've always grown up around a bunch of different kind of cultures. So to me, it's not strange. Yeah. But um, but even that's a more recent development to where you see the street signs, you know what I mean? for like a little China or a little Vietnam or, mm-hmm, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like the Mahatma Gandhi district and things like that when back in the day it was just Harwin. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, like like that's grown. But I think that's the difference, you know what I mean? I think sure. how it's presented, you know what I mean? I think, you know, people have a tendency to assimilate more than a New York to where you can be more insulated in right, your community. Right, right. And I'm wondering if that has a lot to do with what you're saying about the sense of community of, like you said, don't don't be Hollywood, you know, yeah. just, and maybe just not pretentious because I, I, you know, I, I, I imagine it's pretty pretentious here in Austin with the vintage people and the, going to Goodwill every morning and, the, you know, there's... It's I don't so know small, many, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's so small, yeah. I, and, and nothing is truly, like, hidden, you know? Yeah, but no. I think about like when I grew up in Houston, like uh, like Tom said, like, bro, like my my uh, classroom was everything. I had an Asian homie, I had a Middle Eastern homie, mm-hmm. I had a black homie, I had a white homie, I had a Mexican homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, and it's crazy because up here, like, if you talk to any random white person, normally a a, a transport. Yep, right. So diverse. Oh, it's <laughs> so diverse. <laughs> Do they- that I used to seeing and you talk to any black person uh-huh. that is oh, coming dude. from a major metropolitan city that's moving here for like a tech opportunity or anything like that. The, at the moment they see me, a fellow black man, they, they they do this. They look both ways and they say, "Hey, bro, where are all the black people at, bro?" Yeah, <laughs> right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. It's just like so. It, it's pricing uh, us out. That's what's happening. But I, what I what I I think Tom nailed it on the head as far as um, what he said about you know. You can be a D-boy from South Park sitting next to, you know, a third generation oil tycoon mm-hmm. in Houston. Um, but it's also like what Pat said, oh, yeah. where you could be working at Apple with somebody and it's a, uh, and their mother is like the editor for Vogue. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, that's where they kind of get that fashion sense from. And like, I feel like that's New York's superpower where it's like, it's diverse in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that and I mean, you know, business is there. You know what I mean? All no, the businesses sure. and all the companies sure, are right sure. down the street. So, you know what I mean? That's definitely, you know what I mean, an added advantage. But, you know what I mean? I like Houston's superpower too. No, you for know sure. Because I mean? anytime you go anywhere and you tell them you're from Houston, everybody's face lights up. 
You know what I mean? And I always like to dig in and just to see why. It's usually people who have been to Houston and we're really hospitable. I know I make it a point and I tell anybody, I was like, hey, if you're in town, give me a call. I'm going to tell you what restaurants to go to, what clubs, what bars, you know what I mean, what to check out. You know what I mean? Because I want you going back to your city, you know what I mean, saying good things about my yep. city. You know what I mean? And kind of take it like as an ambassador. And I feel like a lot of people in Houston feel that way about Houston. Like Houston people just love Houston. Like you can sell Houston people Houston forever and ever. The only time I've seen people not like Houston is when like they come from a smaller town and Houston was like their first taste of a major metropolitan city. It's intimidating. And it's just like, bro, y'all's, y'all's highways are like, I feel like I'm driving NASCAR uh, like you know, it's just yeah. like it's an abundance of that, bro. Like, not necessarily a small Texas town, but like <sighs> Lafayette, Louisiana, or something like right, that. Right, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, Slot L or something like mm-hmm. that. You come to Houston, mm-hmm. you just like. But Houston, Houston's like the number four, number four? three. Yeah, it's the four. Number four. four. Uh-huh. Like it's it's New York, LA, Chicago, and then, uh, and then Houston. And then Houston. And then like right. this, I mean, we're Houston. not talking about like oh, this is just like like this is. This is a, you know, what I mean, it's, it's it's four or five cities in one, and, you know and I mean? it's we, bigger than any of those other three, right? Maybe, it's or maybe the, not it's LA. A, also, another factoid: it's the most sprawled out city in the country. That's what, okay. You know, what I mean, Houston and Dallas. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I mean? like, well, you know, what I mean, yeah, yeah, which which makes sense, but they're the most sprawled out. So you know, what I mean, from end to end, <laughs> like you can drive. You know what I mean? I tell everybody, you know, whether you want to go east to west, north to south, you can drive for an hour and still be in Houston Correct. proper. Yep. We're not even talking about suburbs. We're talking right. about yeah, proper. We're not saying the woodlands. Or yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Either way. And uh, add traffic on top of that. I oh, mean, forget about dude. it. Dude. You know, growing up, like, you know, man, grew up in Southwest Houston. I never, ever went to the north side. Same. <laughs> ever. Same here. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> Until I was an adult. We went to, uh, my dad's best friend lived in uh, Fifth Ward. Mm-hmm. So randomly we would go over there, but it wasn't a lot. Like you know what I'm saying, and same for his kids as far as coming to to third ward. Like it's crazy. What is Southwest Houston? Is U of H Southwest or not? Okay, so technically there's three Southwest in Houston. Oh <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have like inside the loop, inside six ten. Yeah, that's where he's from. Like Southwest, Fondren, Bissonette. Um, okay. Beach Nut, Hillcroft, West Airport, like yeah, that's like within the sixteen. That's like, like you said, Houston. Proper. We like to call that the real Southwest. Right, but I love no. all my Southwest no. brothers and sisters. Then you have a uh, SWAT, SWAT. <laughs> which is Southwest A Leaf, Texas. Oh, uh, okay, all that's right. where Max o Cream is from. Tobin and Wegway, um, like Aztec back real, in the day. Yeah, real heavy as far as like. Uh, really concentrated as far as like Nigerians, oh, um, mm-hmm. different you know walks of Asian uh, or, or ethnicities of Asians. Um, yeah, Indians, Pakistanis. Indian, like, yeah. Uh, you know, that's mean, probably uh, the most diverse Persians. hub in Houston. It is, uh-huh, and then for sure. you have uh, a lot of Vietnamese. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of Vietnamese, and then you have um, like Missouri City Sugarland. Okay. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's like outside, slightly outside like of the, the suburbs. 16 loop. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. My brother used to live in there. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So it's all Southwest, but like it's so three different. Really live, yeah. It's oh. Southwest is so big. Like it's like <laughs> three big portion. Like Yeah. So you know if somebody's really from Houston, they'd be like, You South I'm from the Southwest. what part? Uh Beach Nut Fondren, uh SWAT, SWAT, or uh Mo City. 
you, you didn't see uh, Colin do a little hand sign over there. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's, that's, that's the Southwest in them coming out. No. You gotta, <laughs> no, 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 I'm from Third Ward, but uh, you know, I, I okay. get it because I've, right. I've had family over there. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna play a game. Uh, this is this or that. You can do Come this. Come on. Like All right. Uh, first up, Hakeem Olajuwon or Warren Moon? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, what are you going to say on this one, huh? Oh, man, Dream. Yeah, oh, I oh man, Dream, man. I, I, I appreciate, I, yeah, I appreciate the Warren Moon yeah. and, you know, black quarterback, you know what I mean? Right on, and I'm here for it. But, I mean, Dream, man. Dream bought us two chips. You know what I mean? He was Own the, half of Houston. Right. Own, yeah, own half the of Houston, low-key. Right. With uh, Tillman on the other half? The, the, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, yeah. It's it's uh all right. Um rap or rock tour tees or vintage team gear? Oh, vintage team gear That's for me, man. Yeah. Vintage team gear for me. Um screwed up click or swisher house. <laughs> oh come on, man. S U C South Side hmm. still holding. Huh. And last but not least, uh Timmy Chance or Frenchies? Frenchies. Yeah. Yeah, Frenchies. And you know, restaurant. Yeah, it's a restaurant. That's like ghetto grub. So Frenchies is a legit like chicken, chicken restaurant, fried chicken restaurant. All right. And then uh, Timmy Chan's has like wings and rice. Right. You can get you like fried rice. It's like twenty wings for five ninety nine. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's ghetto grub. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Lots of MSG in there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) All right, all that. All right. But yeah, not Frenchies. But it's got to be. You know what I mean? It's got to be the one. On a Scott, you know what I mean. I agree. It, it, I agree. It's got to be, be that one. Uh, you know, uh, secret. I call it secret Frenchies. Secret Frenchies. You know what I mean. The one uh, by the uh, where the, I guess where the old H E B was on O S T. I'd call that Bro. secret Frenchies. If you wanted to avoid the line, that's a little cheat. That that's, was used that to be a little cheat code. code. You can go in there, so and H-E-B. it would be just it'd be a notch down, but just as good. You know what I mean? Like, as the original getting, Frenchies. Man, like, like you got a. Like you said, the secret H-E-B, it's in H-E-B, uh-huh. and it's like kind of ducked off by the produce. Yeah. But like, if you wanted a wing dinner, like, they made fries, they made mm-hmm. wings, yeah. like, you go to like OG Frenchies on Sky Street. You gonna be a line. Line, like, coming out of the parking lot, into the street, like. But they got the new building now, and they doing yeah. the whole Chick-fil-A thing where they got somebody outside, you know what I mean, with the little iPad. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's so much quicker now. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. And that, my friends, wow. is Dominique Roots. Whoop, there it is. Um, <laughs> with our, our episode. All right, it is now time for for the feet or for the streets. Got a little, uh, let me see, did I pull three? No, we got a little two-piece today, man. This is going to be a slow week, but it's some good stuff coming out. So uh, first up, um, Airship Corporate Gotham mm. on uh, on uh, September 8th. Um, Tom, what, what say you, brother? It's that, uh, it's that turquoise, John. Uh, I say it's for the streets. Yeah. Oh, I know that man, hurt. First, I know. first, no warm moon. Now you're not picking. Uh, oh, man. I man. mean, we talking warm moon or dream, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not from Houston, so. Yeah. It's funny because I, I tried to um, think of another, like, Houstonian legend. Carl Lewis? Uh, but. They don't hit like dream, dream. They like, don't hit like dream. Dream man. check all the boxes, bro. Like, Carlos is I mean, a like you know, superstar basketball. I mean, Hall of I mean Kobe famous. came to train with Dream. I mean, no. I mean, uh, Carl only, Lewis sang uh, the national anthem. And the Rockets. <laughs> Did he? I just want to call it. <laughs> oh, I'll make it up to you. <laughs> yeah. And the Rockets. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll make it up to you. Well, like you have to make it up twice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
um, for me, it, it's for the feet for me. Yeah, this uh, I, I got to. Uh, this will be my first one. Oh, yeah. Okay. First one might be my last. I don't know, but you know what? If th- that would be a good one, just to be like, this will be uh, looking over here at his uh, shelf. This will be a uh, junior's fifteenth. It'll be well. It'll be, my, <laughs> it'll be my fourth airship because I got that Tech Gray, which, oh, okay. which is still good. But yeah. this is this is the best airship. They should I just agree. shut it down. I shut agree. it down after this. After this, just stop it. Huh? Stop making. There's no I, who. Someone was saying they didn't like it because it was teal. Was it Nikki Nikki Laflame? I don't know. Someone was like, I don't like it. No, I think it was Keenan. Oh, it was Keenan. Yeah. That's right. Keenan said, "Sorry, Keenan." They said they don't mess with the ship anyway, but wow. All right, and then uh, last but not least, the Air Jordan for retro red cement on Saturday. I feel like this one's for the feet. For the feet, uh huh. That, that red, like that? that red on it just pops. It does, man. It, yeah, it's it really, not like a university red. It's mm-hmm. a fire red. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, it it is a fire red. What say you, Junior? Well, now that you say it's fire red, it's more. I'm more inclined to have it for the for the feet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I could definitely like get fits off with it. So, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just big on like OG colorways right now. Right, right, yeah, right. So right. Uh, it's it's for the streets for me, Whoa. but not because like I wouldn't wear it. I would wear it, but it's just and uh, JB, we see what y'all doing. That price is slowly Dude. matriculating up now two ten, so. two ten. Yeah. And after the the uh, what was two twenty five? Just came out a few weeks ago. Um, oh, uh, burgundy fives. Two twenty-five for Burgundy fives. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna see sub two hundred after a while. Nah. Yeah, nah. nah. Oh yeah, sub two hundred out of there. We're done. Cause ones are what one ninety now. Uh, one eighty. Probably by this time next year they'll be one ninety. Yeah, they're gonna give like a super like cool one, and everyone's yep. gonna be like, "Well, I guess we'll pay it." And then they're gonna be like, "Well, that's that's it. That's the that's you the floor." You already know, bro. right? We already know. Yep. All right, and so now it is time for fan mail. Um, I mean, we got a lengthy one from our from our good brother John Wright. Get dive right into this one, you know, prayer sent one, of course. But uh, great episode with Killer Cam, dude had me cracking up. First, the no comply Adidas uh, Yeti collab is so good. No comply had a huge release for it, brought down some Austin FC players for autographs, along with some Adidas skateboarding pros for autographs and a little demo competition. Uh, shoes are pretty dope, they released them at 10 when they opened, and there was no line. Line formed at six for people to get autos. Also, the release wasn't just released at No Comply and online with Adidas. It was released all over the U.S. at shops. Lastly, No Comply did a raffle to win everything from the collab, including a Yeti cooler. Hmm. All the proceeds hmm. from the raffle went to the Austin Community Food Bank. No Comply. Uh, no Comply like you. Uh, oh, No Comply like you guys is always giving back, which is why I try to make time. Living 30 minutes from no comply with traffic and lights. I made time to pick up some pieces at 11 and then took my youngest to the event from 645 to 9 p.m. Great experience. Um, Second, Motive 807 was awesome. It's a shame it didn't last longer than it did, but a lot of great boutiques ended up biting the dust. If you weren't being super welcoming and excited when people came into the shop or didn't have any e-commerce, then you most likely weren't going to survive. I still have my infrared 95s and 25th anniversary G-Shock GA110 um, that I bought from Motive. Third, gourmets are so awesome. I've got six pairs, but I need to re-glue the soles before I wear them into kicking it. (laughs) Winky face. As always, I'm enjoying the Superior Podcast. Keep it up, guys. Looking forward to the new episode. 
best, John. I hey, appreciate that, John. John, one of the OG uh, supporters from from the old shop. Hmm. Um, met him there when he didn't have kids, and now he got three <laughs> of them. So, like, uh, good to see it, man. Uh, appreciate the support, John. And now I'm gonna pull up a uh, Presidente's. All right, from Amada Rodriguez Jr. CND, the return of TG. I did not conspire with Tweedle Dunk on my top five question, but welcome back to the show. The convo was great as usual, and C sounded 100% on the health front, complete with horse uh, horse knee sound effects. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with everyone about the SB exclusionary energy. How can this not be considered gatekeeping? Do all uh, UB aficionados run in them? Um, do all people who collect retro or pro-tro b-ball shoes hoop? How far down the rabbit hole does it go? I somewhat get it, but it's silly unless the gatekeeping topic is a special deck, trucks, or wheels. D said, hip-hop is America's UK punk. And and the ghost of Joy Ramone wept. <laughs> <laughs> punk like hip-hop was born in NY albeit with a dash of Detroit in the case of punk. The two youth cultures are Siamese twins from different boroughs. Beastie Boys is their bratty kid brother. The term originated as a slight against U.S. garbage or garage bands, which paved the way. D must have meant mall punks who worship Sid Vicious. Yikes. The lines definitely blurred for fill in the blank wear, but NY punks like the Beasties must be credited to a large extent. They brought that look into hip-hop earlier than any brand was doing it. They formed in 1981, Kooky Puss dropped in 1983, and License to Ill followed in 1986. I know he doesn't need the encouragement, but the AF1 versus SBD energy is FOTP podcast gold. Plus, <laughs> D does <laughs> D goes Super Saiyan Sour Pants when TG is on. It's hilarious. Don't front, fellas. Free Taylor. <laughs> Free. T- don't Star- tell him that. Oh, <laughs> Starkey. Damn. The brother got saltier about crit- uh, critiquing Skechers than I get when C vexes the soul of Adidas. <laughs> LOL. Respect to Starkey's top Starks, five yeah, man. <laughs> it included some West Coast magic. Question from the press. Top five quality upper materials and the sneakers those materials bless. Thank you. Respectfully, Amaro Rodriguez. And guys, you can read his blog at Encyclopedia Snickerica.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. No free shout outs. No free shout outs. Um, appreciate you as always, Prez, and your uh, contributions to the to- weekly topic. Um, top five quality upper materials. Um, number one for me has to be 3M. Oh. I'm a sucker for 3M, man. Yeah. Whether it be on a hat, jacket, Hell, I wish I could find some 3M pants. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, for real, man. Like, um, I'm on it. I got you. Well, okay. oh, there you go. Yes. Um, see how I throw the lobs? My man come like uh, LeBron <laughs> behind me. Um, so 3M, I love a good nappy suede. Mm. Like a long-haired suede. Yep. Um, me too. What else? Anthracite. Like that, I like that at eczema crackle oh you know what i'm saying That's, yeah uh-huh. and it's a pretty durable durable material too but it, even if it wasn't i feel like we're at a point now where i don't know too many people who only have one pair of sneakers 
Yeah. Unless just sneakers just not your shit. Sure. If you're in the know a little bit about sneakers, you got at least two pairs. Mm-hmm. Even then, man, everybody's got to have at least two pairs. Right. I mean. Um, so what I said, boom, 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 boom. Um, a good tumbled leather. Yep. Yep. Retro, i.e. retro threes. Um, and then... Just talked about it, padding leather. I was about to say. I was about to Patent say. Leather, yeah. <laughs> Patent leather, bro. Now, granted, I don't want a whole... I think the Retro 11 is as much patent leather as I want. Just you don't like the Jordan it. 1 in all patent but, leather? Nah, that's too much. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's too much. It gives me rainbow vibes. That's why the, I, I wear the patent breads as a tuxedo shoe. Mm. Because it, it works... Damn. It works in that way. I never right? thought about that. Yeah, that's what I... When I go do conducting, I'll wear like... A, I had, I, last time I wore an all-gray suit... And then I wore the patent breads. Oh, yeah. that's clean. Yeah, now that's it, clean. it looked it looked pretty yeah. good. I I was styling. Yeah, I mean, you got to make sure you take a pic of that. Next oh, time, I did man. it. I got it. Oh, man. Those okay. band kids didn't know it hit them. What What did they say? Like, what was the? They're like, well, first of all, most people who do these conducting are they're wearing like a tuxedo, and then they're yeah, wearing your normal bottoms. like plastic tuxedo shoes. Yeah. So the fact that I wasn't wearing a tux, and then. I had set them up for four days because I was wearing different shoes and I was in Atlanta. So every day was an Ama Monier shoe that I was wearing. Mm, so they okay. knew to expect something for the conducting. So couldn't I couldn't let them down. But it looked good. Yeah, come on now. Tom, you want to take a crack at it? Or? Um, I like all the materials that you named. Mm-hmm. One that you did name that I am a sucker for is corduroy. Ooh. I am a sucker oh. for corduroy. You know what I mean? On the upper. Um, that was definitely one that came to mind. Um, yeah, good tumble leather, man. Like, oh man, I miss, I, I, I miss it, how the leather used to be on the shoes, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Like even especially the forces, man. That's that's part of what made me fall in love with them. Yeah, was the leather on. Like, them. man, yeah. You see some of the OGs or like even like early two thousands, and that shit just looked like it want to ball up in a ball, man. Like <laughs> it's just like big ball of leather, man. Junior, you got any? The only one I just because I'm a sucker for a sock shoe. I just like like that prime knit. The material, mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. The when Yeezys were rocking Damn, on them. I do like Flyknit. Ultra too. Boost. Honorable mention, Flyknit. Yeah, Prime Knit, Flyknit. They're yeah. both kind of the same. Yeah, you know, their own, the their own thing. version of it. But yeah, I dig it. Cool. I guess I, I guess Velcro because I'm a sucker for any shoe that's got a strap on it. Oh, like like if you if you stick a, you? if you stick a strap on a shoe, man. I, 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 I he likes that Billy Eilish one with the four. four. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. You got seven straps. Yeah, that's I said a strap. Right. <laughs> um, you got anything, Junior? Um, send us your emails, your messages, yep. answer the questions, follow us on Instagram, give us a share, a like, all those things. Um, we're trying to we're trying to get that big gig in New York, you know, just uh, well, I don't know. Sure, or Houston, yeah. Hell, take us to Dallas, whatever. I don't know. Might have to start our own. Um, Tom, you got anything you want to pull, brother? Um, yeah, uh, give me a follow, uh, curate the dope, you know what I mean? That's the vintage. Uh, also, uh, give me a follow press players club. It's, uh, going to that. My bad, man. So what is press players club? So press players club, right? So we take an album, right? Um, we pick an album every month and then we do, um, music discussion around it. You know what I mean? Kind of like a, uh, like a vinyl club, right? But what makes ours pretty unique and, uh, pretty different is, we theme it out, right? So this last one we just did, uh, Ready to Die by Notorious uh, B.I.G. Mm. We did it at uh, Social Status. Uh, shout out to the homies there. And um, I really wanted to highlight how Biggie would use his voice like a drum. You know what I mean? Like like a, like a jazz drummer. 
And so we brought in a live drummer and he was playing with the tracks and we would talk about it. So I was talking about this earlier and it's kind of like almost like how you would go to like an AA session. Right. And so everybody's more or less in a circle and everybody talks about the album. You know, I mean, I get everybody to introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have these nice little icebreakers where we have uh, lyric cards and we'll print out like maybe four or five lyrics and have everybody pick a lyric card, then have them, you know, I mean, partner up and talk about it and then bring it to the group. And so um, I really like it in that aspect. Uh, We did my Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. And that one was a sip and paint. But we basically we replicated the uh, runaway video, the mini movie. Mm -hmm. And so we had a long table with the white tablecloths, berries and chicken and um, candles and stuff. And and we everybody had a small, you know, probably about a maybe a 10 by 10 canvas with uh, the different designs, um, the different album covers from uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And, you know what I mean? It was a sip and paint. And so uh, it's just been really fun, man, and really fulfilling. You know what I mean? It's uh, my my passion project, you know what I mean? My pet project, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, really fall in love with it. And, you know, one more thing I got to plug, you know what I mean? Shout out to Wifey. You know what I mean? She wasn't able to make the trip hey. up here. But uh, daisies and pancakes, and so all things, all things skate related. You know, what I mean, in the Houston area, whether you want a boot skate or a sneaker skate, which is what it started off with. It started off with with the sneaker skates right. uh, during the pandemic. Uh, real quick story. Uh, so during the pandemic, you know, we were all at home trying to find new things to do, new mm-hmm. talents, all this and that. And my wife got into skating. And so I'd come home and she'd be watching these skate videos, documentaries. And, I, you know, what I mean, I love a documentary. It could be about almost anything. I'll sit down and watch it. I love learning. So I was, you know, watching it with her. And I love seeing cultures, too, yeah. and comparing cultures. And so really interesting. And then one day I get home and I hear a bunch of drilling. And so the first thing that's going through my mind is like, oh, man, like, is it the toilet? Something broke? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm counting the dollars. You know what I mean? We got to hire, you know, a plumber or whoever, whoever to come out. And I see her and she's in the middle of the living room with a uh, with a little, with a little hand drill, drilling on the bottom of some Jordan 1s. Mm. And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, I'm making skates. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess this is, this is what we're doing now. And man, that's grown, man, from one thing to another. And we've been in the... Um, MLK Day Parade, you know what I mean? Thanksgiving Day Parade. We were in the Astros Championship Parade, Badass. which is like a top, Astros. yeah, like a top <laughs> top five feeling, you know what I mean? Like ever, just you got a million people just cheering for you as you, you know what I mean? We skated about three miles in that. So uh, yeah, I uh, just want to big up uh, Daisies and Pancakes. Uh, you can f- follow all of those on Instagram and thank you for having me out, fellas. I'm Love, a huge, uh, you know what I mean? I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm glad I'm on the magic episode, number yeah, 32. Man. Right? <laughs> uh, I ain't gonna be here. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, uh, that's it for us. Y'all know how we gotta end every episode. If it is to be, it's up to me. That's uh, if you're pursuing a baddie at the gig, um, a promotion, or that coveted pair of sneakers you just can't quite get your hands on. Until next time, good people. Peace.